Hello and welcome to the Curator Salon podcast. I'm Gita Joshi and my guest today is Ryan Stanier from the Other Art Fair. Welcome, Ryan. Good morning. So I wanted us to talk about the fair. It's a history. It's been going quite a long time now. Um, I love attending every time it shows up in London. Uh, how did the fair come about? Um, well, you're right. It's a long time now. <laughs> it certainly feels a long time for me. I can't remember anything before that now. Um, so I started back in 2011. Um, the very first fair was at the Barge House. I don't know if you know it, but it's an old sort of derelict warehouse space on the South Bank. Um, that was now nine years ago. And the whole, sort of really the whole idea behind it at the beginning was I had a lot of artist friends who were not with galleries exclusively. And they were sort of like putting on shows all over London, but, you know, generally out in, out in the stick somewhere and then trying to get friends to come along. And they're ultimately they're trying to, well, they're doing it for two reasons. Number one, to try and sell some work, but also trying to get some sort of visibility on their work through, I don't know, either curators or gallerists and that sort of thing. So they'd invite people along. Now, what I could see was that the only people really that were turning up were friends and family. They'd come along for their free drink to support their friend. And then sort of not really a lot happened off the back of it. Um, my background, I've worked on a, a number of different art fairs and events and that sort of thing. Uh, at this particular point and I thought you know why not do an art fair for artists rather than for the galleries so if I could create this big art fair have 150 artists in there um, and then surely it's of interest for visitors to come along and actually meet the artists directly rather than actually going through the gallery so that's kind of how it all started and I mean, there's only 60 artists at the beginning I say 150 but it's sort of grown to that point now it sounds like you had uh, big ambitions from it from, from the start then how many fairs are happening around the world now uh, so this year I believe we're running more art fairs than anyone else as of this year so that's quite a milestone for us uh, and that's going to be 14 art fairs um, that's across eight cities so I'm trying to remember them all now so it's London we've got Sydney we've got Melbourne we got Brooklyn, so New York. We got Dallas, Chicago, uh, LA, and Toronto. Wow. That's and eight cities, but then we're running two fairs in some of those cities. Okay. So the London one happens in spring and autumn, right? Spring and autumn, but we're also doing like a summer edition at uh, King's Cross. Oh, really? So yeah. what does that mean? There's three this year? There's three in London this year, yeah. We did three last year in London as well. Oh, okay. Not many people know about the King's Cross one because it was a bit of a... A, you know, a summer launch, it's a lot smaller. But um, I did go to that one, and I thought that was um, actually earlier in the year, and that was in collaboration with Central St. Martins as well, right? That's right, yeah, yeah. And you had um, other grads from around the country as well, there was a space for them. Exactly, yeah. And so we're doing the same again this year. Okay, so how does that one differ then? I mean, because obviously that one has more sort of collaborative um, elements to it. Yeah, I mean, so we work quite closely with Central St. Martins, um, and... I guess there's more of a focus, I mean, it's a sort of like slightly more informal fair, if you like. I mean, it's in the summer, it's, I mean, a lot of it is outside, so it's in a place called Handyside Canopy at yeah, King's Cross. Um, so it's got a slightly more like market feel to it, maybe. Um, yeah, and it's our summer edition. And there's fewer artists, there's only 100 artists there. So going back to your early affairs, what did you, what would you say you learned from the first couple of fairs and, you know, that helped you grow? Um, I'll probably say everything that I know sitting here today, I learned in the first year or year or two years. Um, I mean, what those are, I mean, you know, it's just really a case of doing everything yourself. I mean, actually, I say that I had a few sort of 
well, I call them friends. I mean, they're friends, but they were colleagues and interns and people that were just volunteering just to help out, trying to get everything off the ground at the beginning. Um, but I mean, what we learned was just really just, you know, you just got to do everything yourself at the beginning. And like, I, I always remember this one story where one night we were sort of painting the, well, so we had the stand builders that come in, they build the fair. Um, you then have another group of people that come in and start painting. Now we had an overnight build, so we're building from 5 p.m. on the Wednesday night. Artists come in at 9 a.m. on the Thursday. So it's really tight anyway. The painters came in at 12. We, they started painting. I thought for motivational reasons, I'll buy them all pizza just to keep them, you know, sort of there. I bought the pizzas, went downstairs to the organizer's office, and they all disappeared. So I'm left then at half past 12 at night. I had a whole art fair to paint. And this is where you, I had to start calling up some friends. You know, you have that one call to your friends where it's like, you know, I'm really, I was going to swear there, but yeah, I'm really not in a good place. I really need to call in that favor that I've always wanted. Um, anyway, so there's five of us that ended up painting until five o'clock in the morning. And then the artist came in at nine. So it still sort of made it happen. Amazing. But yeah, I guess, that, you know, there's a lot of stories like that. And I think it's sort of typical of events in general rather than, you know, exclusively to art fairs. But, you know, it's just the nature of what we do. So I actually, I, you know, I tell that story about it happening a year into us launching. You know, so this is only the second or third fair. But to think that you ever sort of get out of that position, of mm -hmm. course, now we're a lot bigger company. You know, we're running 14 art fairs. We've got you know, real professionals on site building the stands, especially in America. Um, but almost exactly the same thing happened at our last Brooklyn Fair in November. So we were hosting an artist drinks evening uh, the night before the fair. And actually, we had to make this call to all of our staff. I mean, literally everybody that's working on site, we had to get them back to the fair and carry on painting just because we weren't going to get it painted in time. So as much as you learn at the beginning, I mean, nothing really changes at the end of the day. It's always the painting. <laughs> it's always the painting, yeah. You can't get away from it. So how, how big is your team now? Uh, we've got 20 full-time staff. So we've got just like little, we've got three staff in, this is where I'm going to do my maths, but we've got three staff in Australia. Um, we've got two in Brooklyn. We've got, I think we've got 12 in London, and then we have three in LA. So spread across those sort of four cities, they sort of cover sort of geographic. And that's year round, and then you have volunteers and, um, and then you bring part time stuff for the events themselves. Exactly. So what would you say were the turning points through the fair? Because obviously it's quite significantly different to 2011. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the big turning points for us were back in 2014, the first fair when Tracy Emin got involved. I think you're working on such a shoestring budget at the beginning, and marketing is always the biggest challenge. I always sort of I loosely say that anyone can run an art fair. And what I mean by that is, ultimately, you can pay people to, you know, you can find somebody to come in and build your stands, put up your lighting. The hardest bit is, like, the marketing side. So actually getting people through the door and actually getting them excited about what they're going to and then getting them inspired enough to actually then go ahead and buy something. Um, I think we've run three or four fairs up until this point, and we're really just, like, trying to get people through the door. And then Tracy very kindly said that she wanted to be involved. Um, and that really felt like a bit of a turning point because suddenly there's all this attention on the fair. And it's like, oh my God, Tracy Emin's doing the other art fair. And she's selling work for 50 pounds. You know, you've then got this huge amount of uh, publicity sort of around the fair, huge influx of visitors. And suddenly like the whole fair is lifted. 
Um, so that really felt like a turning point. Then the other one, I guess, would be back in 2016 when we partnered with Saatchi Art. Um, interestingly, when I started the fair, I never wanted to run an art fair, which was just a three and a half day fair where I'm ultimately you know, selling booths to artists. That was never my approach. It was always, how do I work with artists all year round that aren't exclusively with a gallery? And when this opportunity came up in 2016, when I was approached by Saatchi Art, it sort of ticked all those boxes because then what it meant was that any, art, any artist doing the fair, they could have a, a stand for three and a half days of the fair where they got to meet people directly. Then we could support them all year round with a profile on Saatchi Art. All this data we're collecting from all the fairs, we can then retarget those people throughout the year. Obviously everyone loves a bit of data, right? <laughs> uh, we can retarget those people throughout the year and then try and sell them work and try and help support the artists all year round. Didn't you also one year partner with Monica? Yeah. I remember um, visiting that fair, and mm. I don't know if that was the same one as Tracy or if you did it a couple no, of times. No, different. It was a different one. Um, and I was visiting with somebody that, uh, you know, she buys art, but she doesn't, um, she's not in the art world. And I said, did you notice that that side was artists and this is, yeah. you know, this one, this side's for galleries? And she hadn't No, I don't that. think anyone really and did. And that was quite cool, I thought. Yeah. It, it all sort of blurred and blended. Yeah. You know, for that visitor experience to be quite yeah. seamless for them. Yeah. I think the idea for the collaboration with, or the partnership with Monica Art Fair, mm. it started actually when we, when we first moved to the Truman Brewery. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea was that I saw, I sort of knew of this art fair called the Monica Art Fair, um, which obviously was for street artists predominantly. Um, it was a small fair. I think they had sort of between 16, 20 galleries that were taking it, really highly curated. Um, and I just thought by moving to East London, I just thought, and it was on during freeze week as well. So I thought, why, you know, how can we create a reason to get people over from sort of West London to East? Um, and sort of the idea very simply was that if you had two for art fairs on in the same building at the same time, two reasons for people to come, right? Anyway, so I then met the founders, Christoph and Frankie Shea, and really just hit it off. I mean, these are the two most beautiful human beings you could ever imagine meeting. Um, and we just said, yeah, let, you know, let's put both art fairs in the same room. And then just create sort of a, you know, a nice, and it just created this really unique atmosphere. Um, and people really enjoy coming. They sort of flow between the galleries and the artists. I was concerned for their gallerists that they might see some sort of, not conflicts of interest, but, you know, if there's galleries supporting, art, like representing artists, and then you have artists selling directly, I thought the art, their, their galleries would be upset by that. But actually they weren't, they're really, even all of their gallerists were really in support of what we were doing as well. So it's a really, you know, sort of unique, beautiful atmosphere. Yeah, I thought that fair was really good because they did actually really complement each other. Yeah. You know, and like, like I said, it, it felt quite seamless for the visitor experience good. Uh, between who they were, um, you know, between the booths. So did Tracy come to you or did you go to her? How I met Tracy Emin was through a friend of my parents mm -hmm. who's a tailor called Timothy Everest. Oh yeah, I know. Um, anyway, yeah, he's so I, quite quite connected to lots of musicians and yeah, artists, isn't he? Yeah, 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 he is. I think he did the suits for James Bond one. Oh, one did he? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I know he's he's done suits for people I know in bands. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a really cool guy. Anyway, so he introduced us. Oh okay. And I think coming with that sort of recommendation, she actually answered the email. <laughs> Otherwise, nice. I doubt we'd be having this conversation. So, what would you say are the main themes and plans for the year ahead for the other art fair? Um, so new things that we're working on this year, 
uh, would be first of all, New Fair, mm -hmm. going into a new country in Canada. So we're looking at launching Toronto. Um, the reason why we've done that is actually when we were looking at where our artists were coming from, specifically for our Brooklyn Fair, 20% of our artists were actually coming from Toronto. So a huge influx of art Canadian artists. We then looked into sort of the Canadian art scene, um, not really knowing much about it at the time. And there's just really thriving artist community there. Um, there's only one other artist fair, which has been around for a while. I think they do a very good job. But anyway, we just think we can do something which would be a little bit different. Um, and what's the time frame for that one? So that's going to be in September. Okay. Um, then, sort of more generally speaking, we're working on something that we launched last year was called A Greener Future. And it's really just like looking at how we work as a business and how we can be, you know, have a more sustainable approach to what we're doing. Um, you know, I think it's something we all need to be doing, or most of us are doing now a little bit more in terms of our personal lives, but it's almost like how do we apply that to what we're doing as an event. Events are really bad at creating waste and that sort of thing. So we're doing as much as we can in terms of like looking, I mean, we're, you know, we don't have any single-use plastics, for example, at the fair anymore. Um, we're encouraging people to sort of take public transport on the way to the fair. Um, we're trying to have less sort of, we, well, as, a, as a, an organization, we're trying to fly less. But if we do, then we're trying to set, offset our carbon emissions from the flight by planting trees. Um, we're not using, we're using reusable materials for our wrapping desks, recyclable materials. Um, so you're really just looking at these sorts of things. And then how do you reconcile that with sponsorship and things as well? Because we mentioned this before. Yeah. I mean, it's difficult. Um, I mean, look, I think most organizations now, however big they are, they all have a responsibility and they all know that they have to be, you know, be working in better practices. Um, an example being, uh, we're working with a drinks company in the US who have a number of these beautiful glasses which they serve the drinks in. Um, the company is called Bombay Sapphire, brilliant company. They actually got the only sustainable, fully sustainable distillery in the world. So already they're sort of like you know going in the right, right direction. They've been doing this like forever as well since they started. Um, so that's already happening. So we've got these glasses in the US that we're serving the drinks in, and we, what we want to do is to encourage rather than people throwing them in the bin, actually encourage them to take the glasses home and reuse them because they're reusable glasses. Um, so the way that we sort of got around that is that when people arrive at the fair, they get given a bag, a tote bag, obviously, which they can reuse. The glass will be in that. So obviously, initially, it looks like a sort of more of a gift. Uh, we then have an artist working within the Bombay Sapphire space that personalizes all the glasses. So again, it's just like little things like that actually sort of uh, elevate the glass of them just being a, you know, a throwaway glass to actually something that they take home. So we're just looking at every aspect of what we're doing. But that's really so, interesting, isn't it? Like, even we're working with a sponsor actually coming up with a creative yeah. solution rather than going, oh, okay, here's, here's some money for some exactly. posters or something like that, but also blending it into an experience which, you know, um, yeah. the other art fair really is about actually yeah. for the visitor. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of why it's really important to be working with sort of compatible sponsors. I mean, one thing that we've always said within the other art fair, and I guess a lot of anyone that's ever visited, you probably noticed that there aren't a huge amount of sponsors compared to other fairs or other events. And it's really just because whenever we engage in a conversation with a company, it's always, I mean, the first thing I always say is, you're not just going to come in and, you know, I'm not just going to sell you a space 
and you're just going to put up your big corporate booth, if you like, um, you know, one of the part of the criteria is that you have to engage with our artists. So, you know, we want to be in, involved in your creative process of what you're going to be doing on site. And as part of that, we want to use some of our artists and you can pay them to actually create some things on your booth. Um, and that's something we've always stood by. And we've, you know, we've act, actually done that in all of our fairs, actually, uh, not on a huge scale, but... But that also sounds like it's quite an evolving model as well. So, yeah. like, you know, with each sponsor in each event, you know, there are different ways for the artists to get involved beyond exactly. the booth. Exactly. I mean, that's really what we do again. I mean, just going back to the very beginning when I'm saying that I wanted to work with artists all year round, not just at the, at the fairs. You know, I'm often be, being contacted by different companies. I mean, whether it's at the fair or not, you know, I might get an email through saying, hey, I've just bought this new uh, hotel or, I don't know, restaurant or do you, can you recommend any artists for this? And, you know, we're often doing that sort of thing and just recommending different artists. So we're basically trying to get work for artists throughout the year. And some of that's done through Saatchi Art, but some of it just might be that we'll introduce an artist that we're working with and to that company. So good. Brian, thank you so much for uh, talking to me today. Where can people find you online? Uh, so really just Googling theotherartfair.com is our website. And your Instagram? Instagram is just the other art fair. Perfect. I will add all of that into the show notes. Thanks so much. Thank you. The Curator Salon hopes you enjoyed this production.